The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patria, and we have back-to-back special days. And yes, I said back-to-back. Yeah, I know the NBA is trying to limit them, but uh, they couldn't really stop us tonight because we have not just one new member joining our DFS Today team. Uh, we have two. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be joined by the second. So you guys met Brian yesterday. Tonight you're getting to meet uh, my good buddy, Keith. So uh, Keith is uh, going to be a valuable member to our team over here. Really excited to have him aboard. Uh, we're going to be doing some real, real fun things over here. Uh, he's going to be handling some of our articles. Uh, he's going to be handling some of our good action that's going to be going on in the Discord over there. Uh, and not to mention, he's going to be with me, uh, wonderful me, uh, every single uh, Sunday podcast. So we'll be recording those on Saturday night. You guys will get to hear all those good things on Sunday morning. Uh, but we're going to be spending a lot of time together, Keith. I'm super excited. Uh, and, you know, Keith, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? We'll get that out of the way. And then tell us a little bit more about yourself that we can get to know you. Yeah, Mike, looking forward to uh, seeing you every Sunday. This will be great. The NBA season getting going. Always a good time. A little bit later in the year than usual, but uh, just as good a uh, week away. Uh, my Twitter name, Cash Out Keith, um, comes from uh, – comes from my high school days. I'm 32 years old and uh, been hooping my whole life. So I uh, started out playing basketball in the driveway every day, six hours a day, literally. I would go to, in high school, I'd play two days, three hours in the afternoon, three hours at night. I would open the gyms up at two in the morning. So kind of translated now as I've gotten older into uh the daily fantasy sports, so basketball is definitely my main thing. Um, so putting that amount of time in the gym is kind of like putting this uh, amount of time into daily fantasy. So basketball is my specialty. I uh, can't wait to get started with you guys. This is a great opportunity, and I uh, think it's going to be a, a great time. Absolutely, man. We're happy to have you. I know that you. Uh, we, we, we talked for some time, and... Uh, you have a lot to offer, man. And, you know, that's the thing. It's, uh, we were talking about it before we even jumped on air before. It's not just about, uh, necessarily knowing the plays and just giving people the right answers, but, uh, being able to teach them how you got there. You know, uh, you know, what's, uh, there's a saying, you know, teach a man to fish uh, rather than give a man a fish. Uh, and, and that's kind of what we're going for over here at Hoop Ball. You know, we want to make everybody that's listening and subscribing and, and part of our, uh, our, our family. Uh, a little bit better, and you know, Keith, uh, Keith I think yeah, you're going to be able to translate what you what you do and your approach, uh, and be able to kind of uh, transition that over into a podcast slash writing form for some of our listeners and readers. So uh, we got some we got some good things to talk about tonight, though. We got a nice little four game slate. Uh, you know, it's a, it's going to be a nice little wonderful Wednesday. I'm out here in Connecticut, Keith, so we're actually supposed to get some snow, uh, some snow for the next uh, two days. It's supposed to start tomorrow night, and I think it's supposed to go into Thursday. We might get like a foot of that stuff, but that's the case, man. I'm going to be cuddled up watching some basketball, looking at my lineups like a hawk uh, and looking forward to it. But we're going to break down these four games. Before we jump into anything, though, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors, MyBookie. Uh, whether you're a first time customer or you've been playing MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every single week. 
Sign up and get reloaded. Find an edge. Make your bet and get paid, guys. Uh, there is also a fully fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part at my bookie is the doors never close, so you get to continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make sure you sign up today at my bookie, and when you do, use the promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a 1000 bucks. Terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you guys $100 into your account, and you'll be playing this bet this season. It's free money, guys. So take advantage of it. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you guys can get some free money to play with. And, of course, I'm going to give a nice little shout-out to my good buddies over at Manscaped. Uh, I mean, guys, they, they, the, all the products are endless. Uh, I, I mean, I'm still I'm a, a repeat customer right now on the body wash. Uh, it, it's, I'm still using the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, since the last update, I still have not gotten my ear and nose hair trimmer. Uh, I'm not blaming Manscaped on that one, though. These guys are absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to blame their shipping company, whether it's UPS or FedEx. They're going to take the fall on this one, but it's the holiday season, so they get the pass. Nonetheless, go to go to Manscaped, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and you'll get 20% off on your shipping, uh, 20% off on your entire purchase, I'm sorry, plus free shipping. That's promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. You can get some great holiday gifts or get some for yourself. Either way, you'll be happy and you'll save some money with it. So, ready to jump into this, Keith. This is it, man. This is this is your first show with us. We're going to start jumping into the slate. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to New York to take on the Knicks. As far as injuries are concerned, we have a lot to keep an eye on, especially on this Cleveland side of the ball. Right now, we have Kevin Love, who is saying, the Cleveland saying they have a chance to play. Um, I'm going to consider him questionable. Keep in mind, Cleveland has about two games left, um, both against New York. So, there's a chance we end up seeing Love sit out this one. He could play in that second one, but something worth monitoring. No real update on Sexton still being considered questionable right now. He was dealing with some ankle soreness. He missed that last one. Larry Nance Jr. is not traveling with the team uh, for either one of the games against the Knicks, so he won't play for the rest of the preseason dealing with the draw. Uh, and Del Vadova is in the same boat with his back injury. He did not travel as well. We also have Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, he was listed as out in that last one, still being considered questionable, something to monitor. We're not, we're not done yet, Keith. We're, we're still going. We're still going. Uh, Teddy <laughs> Osmond, ankle. Uh, he was ruled out of the Monday preseason game, so now he's also being considered questionable. And then we also finally have JaVel McGee. He was undisclosed. He was away from the team, wasn't playing in that Monday one, something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, and then we slide over the Knicks side of the ball, and it's just, you know, it's it's charming uh, compared to the, uh, to the Cavs. So uh, Knicks fully healthy. We should be able to see everybody going for them. No issues on that side of the ball. So, Keith, I'll pass it over to you, and I feel like there's no better way to, for you to start and, uh, you know, kind of give your, your grand appearance with us than to break down your favorite team because you are a Cavs fan being from Ohio, right? Oh, yeah, it's Cavs. No, no joy for me unless the Cavs are winning the championship. Even though LeBron's a Laker now, I mean, I'm I'm happy he won us the shit. But the Cavs right now they have uh they have a lot going for them. I'm uh, pretty excited about the team. So uh, I think they made a couple good moves uh, late last season picking up Drummond. I mean he's a he's fantasy goldmine. Um, he's gonna get you steals, blocks. Um, you got to hit on that center position if you're gonna win any slate. I mean. You want that 50-burger. So, I mean, Drummond is always somebody to keep an eye on. 
you got the rookie Okoro. Um, he started out slow his first game, but he, he really closed that game out. I mean, he's coming to play defense. Um, we do got to watch for foul trouble. He had five fouls, you know, 27 minutes, um, in the second game. But, um, I mean, he's, he's, they're throwing him out there. Bickerstaff wants, he wants him to play and, uh, get his feet wet. So Okoro is definitely a good play for, uh, let's see the price point here. Isaac I think he's going for about 4,200 4, right now, which is, you know, pretty, uh, pretty close to minimum salary during the preseason. Minimum salary is about 4K. And yeah, I mean, you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. You know, Bickerstaff's definitely enticed by giving him minutes. They're, they're trying different lineups with him. Uh, even going with a, a two guard approach and, and possibly playing him at small forward is something that they're really looking at. And it, in my opinion, is the best play that they could make. Um, he's a defensive force, you know, the offense, obviously that will come. Um, he's, he's displayed flashes of it already, but, uh, he seems like, you know, I said it on the other, I think on one of the other shows the other night, he's very basketball savvy. He's just very ahead of the place. But, um, with all these bodies out, I, I anticipate that he, you know, he's playing in the mid twenties again. I don't know if it's necessarily 27. It wouldn't shock me if it is. He's young enough to easily just get that out there and they want to get him as much experience before the season as possible. Uh, but I don't think he's playing anything less than 22. Um, and I feel pretty confident in saying that upwards, like a, even that 27, 28. But uh, one guy I wanted to get your thoughts on, I mean, you know, Colin Sexton, if he sits again, Garland dropped 17 points in that last one. How do you feel about him in this one? Oh, yeah, Garland, I mean, 15 shot attempts. He's uh, He's getting the shots up, so that's the volume you're looking for. He even added three steals in there. Um, he put on 17 pounds in the off season, so he's working hard. Um, he's shown flashes. He totally missed the whole year. I mean, his rookie year coming out of uh, college, he only played a handful of games. And uh, I watched him all year last year, and uh, he had some struggles, but he also showed some signs. And uh, that little float shot that he had uh, working early in the preseason has been looking pretty nice. So. I definitely am a Garland fan. Uh, when you're talking guards, I mean, you got him and you got Dante Exum who went off last game. He's known to do that, and the next game he'll throw you up a, a dud. So um, I feel more confident in Garland than I do Exum. But uh, like you say, with all the injuries, Exum, he's kind of the veteran now, he says. He feels like the players are looking up to him and and uh, talking to him for some for some tips and I think he got between the two. You got two decent options. One of them should should have a, a good game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, Garland is definitely the guy I prefer uh, as opposed to Exum. And this is one of those scenarios where you know I, I just I'm just not going to chase that Exum game like you said. Uh, you know he's usually due for a good one and a bad one here and there, more bad than good. And Garland's getting the volume. That's what I want to see more. Uh, I want to see where that usage is. The 15 shot attempts is enticing. We can anticipate that happens again. Uh, you know, if the likes of Sexton and Kevin Love are sitting, we already know Nance is sitting, uh, and some of these other guys. So you throw in one of those extra bodies, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Garland becomes a much, much better play and, you know, a guy that we can, you know, target, uh, and actually feel confident in. So, you know, barring those, uh, barring those concerns and those injury news, uh, I, I definitely think Garland is very much in play and he's probably like the one guy on the Cavs I'm most interested in. Um, you know, I don't mind looking at Andre Drummond. You know, the, you know, if if you're getting tough on the salary, if that's becoming an issue for you, you know, towards the end of the preseason, they start bumping these guys up a little bit, and you know, we actually have to start looking at the salary. Unfortunately, 
Uh, it started to get to that point, you know, with a week, uh, you know, with about four, four games left at most, uh, for some teams, three teams, uh, three games left at most. Uh, we're starting to get to that point right now. So Drummond's up to 7,500. I don't mind him. We have a lot of centers we can choose from on this slate, you know, a couple that we can get for a thousand less, but, uh, you know, anytime Drummond's getting 20 to 25 minutes, uh, you know he, what he can do in limited minutes. So I'm not going to say don't play Drummond. I think he's a fantastic play. Uh, you just got to be able to afford him. And I also don't want to sit here and try to stack up on too many Cavs. Uh, knowing that they're going to be down some bodies is definitely, definitely very good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but they haven't really shortened the roster enough where they, if they run and throw in some of these G League guys, they can easily take some time with it. But uh, any anything else you wanted to talk about on the Cavs before we move on to the Knicks? Oh, that's it on the Cavs. Um, I'm just it's crazy to me. Drummond shooting threes now. So that's the uh, yeah. last thing I want. Last thing I want to throw out there. I never thought I'd see the day when Drummond is shooting threes. Well, but, uh, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait and see uh, <laughs> if, if he's popping those off come time regular season. I'd, I'd be. I hope so. That would be pretty fun to watch. But don't get me wrong. I'd love to see some Drummond rain. Uh, UConn guy for me, but. Uh, we'll slide over to the Knicks side of the ball. If you guys have been listening to this show, you already know where I'm going with this. Uh, the New York Knicks, you play them. You play them. Uh, Tom Thibodeau and preseason, it's madness. It makes no sense. It, it's dumb. Uh, but he is going to play his guys minutes in the preseason. He just never cared. He doesn't care. He's been doing it all preseason. We've seen it with Julius Randle. We've seen it with RJ Barrett. We've seen it a few times with Alfred Payton. Uh, I just don't think it's going to stop. Even Alex Burks. I think all four of those guys very, very much in play. Uh, once you get into the Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens Noel, pretty much, you know, toss up. Those guys are going to divvy up those minutes. Uh, both can find themselves in foul trouble pretty quickly, but both can provide amazing defensive stats. So if you want to take a shot of them, sure, I don't mind it, but I'm, I'm just going to continue to play those, you know, Barrett and Randall, two top options by far for me. Uh, you know, I don't mind playing some Peyton. I don't even mind playing some Obi Toppin and Alec Burks. I think both those guys very much in play. I just feel very confident that, you know, the young guys in Barrett and Randall should see at least 26 plus minutes. Uh, and everybody else, I, I imagine is going to be over 20 with the upside of, like I said, 26 plus. It could, it could easily happen. So for me, uh, I'm all in on the Knicks. I'll continue to play the Knicks during the preseason as long as Tom Thibodeau is their coach, but, you know, Keith, why don't you uh, why don't you tell me what you're thinking about them? Is there any of these guys that kind of stand out for you more than the others? I absolutely agree. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, those are smash plays. Um, Alec Burks, another good. I mean, he only played 20 minutes last game. If he can get those minutes up a little bit, you mentioned Tom. Tom Thibodeau is known for getting his uh, guys minutes. So Alec Burks, he can. He can definitely put up numbers fast. Uh, let's see his price, 4700 So you, he's a little bit less than Toppin and R.J. Barrett, and he could easily put up those type of numbers. So he's an interesting option. Um, Kevin Knox, I mean, I I can't believe that. Uh, I mean, he was such a high pick, and he's just not producing, but he only he's played 12 so minutes. so bad at basketball. Keith, Keith I cannot <laughs> stand Kevin Knox, man, and, and you know what? I, you don't want to say anyone's bad at basketball because clearly he's good. He he was a lottery pick at the NBA, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, I think it was just based off of his pedigree of where he played and the team he was on and the whole nine with it. But yeah, I'm not seeing it with Kevin Knox. Uh, although Thibodeau did say he was one of the best conditioned players coming into camp, uh, so he's got that going for him. Yeah, 12 minutes. I mean, anybody playing 12 minutes, I'm not. I'm not going to roster them, so it's hard to uh, tout Kevin Knox. Mitchell Robinson, 
he's he's kind of like Drummond where you I love getting those steals and blocks. Last game he didn't have any, but uh, playing against the Cavs, I mean, I think that he could easily get a couple steals and blocks this game. So Mitchell Robinson is somebody I'll keep an eye on uh, adding to your uh, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. I'm going to keep an eye on Mitchell Robinson. All right, brother. Um, I mean, that's it. I really have for the Knicks. I just think that, you know, the workload speaks for themselves with those guys. And, you know, Julius Randle's a great point per minute producer. R.J. Barrett, he could be up and down. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm expecting a nice little sophomore lead from him. Uh, you know, really struggled during his rookie campaign. Felt like he got snubbed. Uh, didn't make that rookie NBA team. Uh, so, uh, you know, let's see what he's got. Yeah, he's going, to, he's going to the rack, and that's his specialty. If he, Tom Thibodeau wants him downhill and uh, taking it to the cut. And if he sticks to that game plan, he's going to he's gonna be up around that 25 points uh, per game. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, they, they, need, the, they need the shooting around him. Uh, they need some decent spacing around him. And, you know, they, they tried to bring in Rivers. They brought in Burks, who's not afraid to shoot, and he's not afraid to chuck a little bit too. So they're trying to create that spacing. Supposedly Mitchell Robinson's another guy that's going to have that green light. We haven't, we haven't seen it yet, uh, but it would be fun to, it would be fun to see. Uh, we'll keep it moving though. We have the uh, the next game. Uh, we'll move on to Chicago versus OKC. This game is going to be taking place in Oklahoma City. Uh, we'll start with the Chicago Bulls as far as injuries are concerned. Tomas Sadaransky did not travel with the team. He's not expected to play on Wednesday or on Friday. Uh, the same could be said for Garrett Temple and Thaddeus Young. Uh, and then we also have Denzel Valentine, which uh, you know, he's just has not been healthy for the past about four or five seasons, so I would not expect him anytime soon. Uh, and then OKC, uh, only thing that we really need to monitor for them is whether or not we're ever going to see Trevor Ariz to suit up for this team. Uh, the likes of him actually playing for him seems like it's becoming more slim to none as the, as the days go by, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, you know, it's a nice little trade chip that they can use in some way, shape, or form, just because that's what OKC needs to pile up more picks, but uh, we'll start with the Bulls right here, man. Uh, I, you know, looking at the top dogs, Levine, Kobe White, uh, those are the two guys that I've been targeting the most on this Bulls team. You know, it's where the usage is, it's where the shot attempts are. We know these guys have the balls in their in the ball in their hands, so I'm I'm going to continue to play both of them. Uh, you know, Kobe White had a great game last game. It was overshadowed by Levine. He just had a monster performance, and you know, if I had to pick one, it's going to be Levine, and I'll, I'll probably rock with Levine for only four hundred dollars more. Uh, it's just that the salary is a little bit closer than it was over the past few games. And I know Levine, top dog, he's going to end up having the most shot attempts on his team. It's just whether or not they fall. Um, other than that, man, I don't mind taking a stab at like a lower marketing, uh, but I don't think I'm going to go anywhere else other than that. I don't, I'm not going to play the rookie. I'm not going to play Patrick Williams. I'm not going to play Arda Porter Jr. I uh, don't trust his minutes just quite yet. And then Wendell Carter Jr. I'm actually expecting an absolute monster season from this guy. Wouldn't, you know, if you're looking for like a, a mid-tier center to save some, wouldn't mind him. Uh, but again, there's a, definitely some risk associated with Wendell Carter Jr.'s shot hasn't been falling thus far in the preseason. He's been struggling with it, uh, but it's bound to you know hit one of those days. Just whether or not you want to take a chance on on losing some money on those days. So I'll pass it over to you. Uh, you know, why don't you give me your thoughts on whether you prefer Levine or Kobe White, and then if I guess any other guys on the Bulls team that you're really looking at. Between the two, like you say, I mean, Levine, when he's hot, you want to have him on your team. Um, Kobe White, he's come on strong since the last year. I mean, just to see him in the same price range as Zach Levine just shows you how good he's been playing. He's been putting up numbers. Um, I'm with you. 
Uh, I'll take Levine for $400 more, uh, top dog. That's the best way to put it. He uh, is going to get his shot attempts. He's he's the main man on Chicago, so got to go Levine when they're that uh, when they're that close in the price point. Uh, I also want to hit on um, Wendell Carter Jr. You mentioned uh, three for eleven last uh, one of the preseason games. Those shots I think will start to fall. Like you said, they weren't falling. Maybe he needs uh, some more conditioning in this preseason, and uh, maybe that'll get him some more shot attempts. They want to get him going like you said they expect a lot from him uh we expect a lot from him this year so uh i'm hoping a couple more shot attempts and uh they they got to start falling um so i'm i'm all in on uh wendell carter and uh zach levine like you say that price point for wendell carter give him a little more minutes and uh that's that's how i'm feeling with chicago yeah, and it's also worth noting that Noah Vonley's been waived as well. He uh he tested positive for COVID. Uh so the Bulls waived him as well. So there's one less big on there. They you know they still have Gaffer, still have Felicio. They have other guys that are gonna play, don't get me wrong. Uh but it's one more guy. Just you know, you're not gonna see that next necessarily that O pop up right away. Um uh, but just in case, don't don't think about clicking his name in case you were. Uh but we'll slide over to OKC. Um, OKC has been pretty simple for me, man, this this preseason. It's it's gonna be like this for the regular season. I'm playing Shea. Uh, this price point is just stupid. Uh, 6,200 is way too low. Like during the regular season, I'll be playing this guy 8,300. Uh, he's an absolute stud. He's going to be the usage, uh, monster that he is. There's nobody there to really compete with him for any sort of shot attempts. Um, I'm expecting big things from him. It's a really, really solid matchup. You know, Kobe White, not that good on defense, uh, quite yet. And Chris Dunn was the Bulls' best defensive stopper at the guard position, and he's now gone. So, uh, I'm going to be firing me up some Shea, and then the other guy I'm going to be looking at, uh, you know, I'm really excited about him as well. It's going to be Darius Baisley. So he's, you know, he's finally going to be available to make his preseason debut. Uh, he has yet to play during uh, a couple of different undisclosed reasons. Uh, but you know, he's ready to play. It's his first preseason game. He's looking like he may possibly start, um, and play some very valuable minutes for this, uh, for this team going forward, uh, at the four position. So I have a lot of interest in both those guys, you know, Al Horford, veteran presence uh you know for a season long regular season definitely gonna have some value and use uh just not a guy that i feel like targeting right now during preseason you know you might get his 20 to 22 minutes but uh you know you really need that you know full 30 to 35 minute stat line or minutes line to to get that full stat line at al, al horford um and then the only other guy i think maybe we could take a look at is uh how uh, diallo um you know should be there starting uh two guard he's getting several minutes he's not generally a high usage guy Pretty empty stat lines outside of scoring, um, but if you get him on the right night in a GPP, he'll be fairly low owned, and you know might be worth taking a stab there. But mostly Basley and Shea for me, definitely really really high on Shea. Uh, I'll pass it over to you. What do you what do you feel about this OKC team? So I'm looking uh Lugans Dort. He's uh, making. He says he'll be available for tomorrow's game. Let's see, uh, 4300, 4600. Sorry, Diallo's 4300. What do you what do you know about Dort? Well, I mean Dort. Uh, I think what everybody thinks last about Dort is that one really hot game he had, uh, you know, when they were in the bubble. Um, and I get it; he has that capability in him. Uh, but the dude really, in my opinion, isn't that good. So uh, I'm not <laughs> trusting his shooting. Uh, you know, we saw many games of Dort last season where he was playing 30 plus minutes. It's just we remember the one that he did really well, which is not the other 26 that he struggled in. So. 
Uh, he's one of those guys where if he beats me, I'll let him beat me. You know, if it happens, what am I going to do about it? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take one off the chin on that one, but not a guy that I can generally back on a night to night basis. Um, I, and I think we have a couple of better options. From a basketball standpoint, I mean, that was a game seven against Houston and he, what was that? Game six or game seven? One, two, it was like game six. That was an elimination game and he came to play. He was 10 for 21. He went off for 30 points. That was his last game. So, I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, I I wasn't expecting that. That was totally out of out of nowhere. I mean, the first earlier in the season, they I mean, not in the season, but in the uh, series, they were just leaving him open, letting him shoot. He even had that game where he was three for 16, you can see on the box score here. But um, I, I, I kind of am a little bit interested in him. In him. Um, he showed heart. Took 21 shots in an elimination game. So let's see if he comes out and tries to uh, make a name for himself against Chicago. Like you say, GPP play, um, you never know. Uh, but I'm with you on uh, Shea. Shea is the man. 6,200. We just talked about Kobe White at 7,000 and Levine at 7,400. Shea at 6,200 is stupid. Um, I'm with you 100%. Baisley, he's got the potential. Um, I mean, Looking at the price points, uh, Baisley for 49 and Dort for 46. Baisley is the smart play. Um, Lou Dort looks like the GPP play. Um, not sure on his minutes yet, uh, but it says he will be available. And, um, Muscala, let's see, he had 18 points last game. Um, I've always thought he's had a little bit of potential. Um, 17 minutes, scored 18 points. Let's see what he can do. I mean, for 4,000. That's another GPP play, I'd say, because uh, you know Gil just is going to be high-owned. If you want to pair him up with somebody, this should be a good game to target. Uh, OKC in Chicago, I like this game. So there should be somebody that comes out of uh, this OKC team that surprises, in my opinion. Well, yeah, there's definitely going to be very little little defense played in this game. I'm sure of that. Uh, you know, obviously there's no game totals or anything like that, so we can't go by an over under. Uh, you know, I don't mind Muscala. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go chasing the the 18 points in 17 minutes though. That just seems like it's uh, a little bit far fetched for what he's normally used to and accustomed to and what he's done. Uh, he's generally a decent filling guy where if uh, there's a starting center missing and Muscala starting, getting 26 to 30 minutes, we could play him knowing he's going to get you this like 0.8 DK points per minute, uh, pay off like a, a 4,600 5K salary. A little, a little bit more worried, um, you know, knowing Four. if he's going to be playing 17 minutes and he puts up, you know, 0.8 DK points per minute, let's just say. Uh, I don't even know if that's the exact number. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of just doing my Mike Muscala math off the top of my head. You know, all all of a sudden we're looking at like a 14, uh, you yeah. know, 13 point game. I, and I should have factored in Al Horford coming back. Um, that totally uh, takes that take that down a level with Horford. He's going to eat into some of those minutes. Muscala was five for five, four for four from the three. So. I totally agree with you. Um, he's not going to go 100% from the field. This is Mike Muscala we're talking about. Um, so <laughs> a little unsustainable. That, that, yeah. I'm with you. All right, buddy. Well, we got two games left. Uh, before we go any further, guys, stop what you are doing. Uh, go to hoop-ball.com. Do me a favor. Uh, sign up for the Bruise Letter if you're not already. You'll thank me later, guys. You get all that weekly updated information sent directly to your email. You'll be the only person that's able to view it. 
Uh, if you're not subscribed, you do not get to view it, whether you go to the website or not. Uh, you get all of Brew's information and action sent directly to you. It's the only email newsletter you can sign up and get for for free. And that's right, it's absolutely free. Uh, and it's ready for the 2021 NBA season. Uh, it's our founder, Aaron Bruski, uh, and it's just filled with the most intimate, intimate fantasy nuggets that you guys will read. Uh, and while you're there, stop along, get the fantasy pass. So if you think we're doing great things over here at the podcast, you should see some of the stuff we're doing behind the scenes. Uh, and you can do that with the fantasy pass. We have daily articles. We have a discord, uh, where all the members of our fantasy pass are allowed to enter. You can get the season long fantasy pass. I believe it's four ninety nine a month, and that gets you access to not only our DFS stuff, but also our season-long content as well. Uh, or you can just get the DFS pass. Either or, uh, whatever your fancy is, we will love to have you over here at HoopBall. Uh, but my suggestion is pay the four ninety nine. There's not many things you get for four ninety nine a month nowadays. This is well worth it. Uh, we're just pumping out good stuff over here on both ends of the season-long and the DFS. But two games left, Portland, Trailer Play- Portland Trailblazers traveling to Denver, take on the Nuggets. As far as the uh, Trailblazers are concerned, only rage with the injuries uh, are Zach Collins. He's still uh, ruled out. And then we have Anthony, Anthony Simons. Uh, he wasn't practicing on Monday. Probably doubtful to play. We'll have to monitor it. Something uh, not major, but something to keep an eye on. Uh, and then for Denver, uh, no real major injuries to really keep an eye on other than R.J. Hampton, their young rookie. Uh, he's questionable for Wednesday's game due to an illness. So something that we'll have to monitor. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So we'll start with this Portland team. Uh, you know, they've kind of been pretty fair with their minutes, nice and nice and cozy around that, hovering around that 20 to 23 mark. But uh, why don't you talk about some of these guys and, you know, who you'd be looking at uh, as some of your top core options, if any, uh, you know, on this Portland team. Sometimes, you know, maybe we don't even love them. Uh, I know that you were talking about one of these guys before we got on air, though. Oh, yeah. You know who I'm, who I'm targeting. Uh, Giles is the man. Giles is a step. He's a step per minute machine. Harry Giles, he's coming last game, 19 points, 13 rebounds. I know he's been filling it up, filling up the stat sheet. So Harry Giles is always on my, uh, he's always on my radar. I'm watching out for him. Uh, Nurkic only played 12 minutes. So we'll see. You never know with the preseason. We'll have to watch before the games and see, um, what coach is talking about. If he, uh, gives us any insight on if Nurkic will be playing more. Because, uh, like, like you say, we got Enos Cantor, Joseph Nurkic. You got a couple big men. Um, so Giles isn't always um, going to get the minutes, but uh, when he does, he fills it up. The, the only thing is, he's not he's not a hidden gem anymore. People are starting to realize who he is. So I had him I had him saved up for uh, a GPP play, and uh, now everybody knows about him. So. We have to look elsewhere. Damian Lillard played 13 minutes. I love Damian Lillard. He's in fantasy drafts, in my opinion, a top five pick. So 13 minutes in a preseason game, that's not going to get you anywhere. Gary Trent Jr., we know he fills it up whenever he plays. He took 18 shots last game. I'm definitely feeling Gary Trent. Um, he hasn't done me wrong, so I don't see why he would start doing me wrong now. Um, Derek Jones, they're looking to get him a start. They got him uh, starting over Mello. So Derek Jones wants to earn his keep. He wants to earn his spot. He um, He's on uh, the radar again, 26 minutes. Um, last guy I'd like to mention is uh, Robert Covington because he's known to, like I said, 
that's one thing you'll hear me always targeting is the steals and blocks. It's just like a three-pointer. Somebody who scores 30 points and hits uh, five three-pointers, I mean, Covington could get you three steals and two blocks, and that'll equal those five three-pointers. So Covington, um, I think he's ready to have a good game, ready to have a, a statement game as long as he's getting the minutes. Yeah, I mean, you definitely mentioned. Uh, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat where Lillard, McCollum, uh, these guys can get hot any day. We know that they can knock down, you know, ten shots before halftime easily. Uh, I'm just not willing to bet on that right now. There's a few other guys I'd rather spend my money up on, uh, or just go fair and balance. Either either approach I think is is, is worthwhile on tonight's slate. Um, Nurkic, you know, he's a guy that I'm expecting a few more minutes from. Um, you know, he didn't play in, uh, you know, the earlier preseason game, so we might see him play, you know, maybe 17, 18. Uh, either way, I think your boy Giles is very much in play, and he's still cheap. He's obviously going to be pretty chalky. A lot of people are going to be looking at him after his games and his, his come out shows. And, uh, the guy that you mentioned that I'd probably have the most interest in is Derek Jones Jr. Um, like you said, he is going to be in that starting lineup over Melo for mostly just defensive, uh, ability and, Crazy athletic. Having a nice rim runner like that is crazy useful for those fast breaks. He's going to take advantage of the fast breaks uh, all season long. He's a guy that can make nothing out of something, and all of a sudden, in you know three or four minutes, we look and he's got ten DK points. Uh, he's capable of that. You know, he's not a point per minute monster, uh, but those quick transition steals and dunks, uh, those add up. So I, I definitely have some interest in him. And Gary Trent Jr. He came out in the bubble. Um, this kid showed that he could score. Uh, he generally provides pretty empty stat lines outside of scoring, you know, chips in a couple rebounds, maybe an assist or two here and there. So, you know, we're really kind of chasing that scoring game. I'm not saying it can't happen. I think he's going to have some shot attempts available for him. I just don't know if, uh, if I'm willing to just, you know, bank on it. He's 5,400 at this point. I'll probably end up going elsewhere, but I see why if you wanted to play him, I, I'd get it. But that's all I really had for Portland. So I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add or if you're ready to just bounce over to Denver. I'm ready to bounce over. Let's do it, buddy. So we uh, we got the Denver Nuggets. Like I said, uh, keep an eye on R.J. Hampton. Um, obviously, if he's out, that'll open up just a couple more minutes on uh, the wing slash guard rotation that they got going on over there. Uh, but, you know, we got some of the major key guys, Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray. Those are the three guys that everyone's pretty much going to look at right off the rip. So I'll start with you. Uh, out of those three guys, are, are you focusing on any of them? Are you playing any of them? Well, Jamal Murray, we know that um – He's injury. I mean, injury watch. They might not be want. They, he played all those minutes in the bubble. So, um, I mean, I love Jamal Murray um, with that price point, sixty one hundred. It's a bargain. Just not sure with all those minutes in the bubble, how much uh, playing time he's going. He got twenty four minutes last game. Only took six, six uh, shot attempts. He's one of those prime time players. I mentioned how Dort came to play in an elimination game when. When you need somebody to hit a jumper, I mean, Jamal Murray is the man from a basketball sense. Um, Jamal Murray is one of my favorite players. And, um, I mean, if you're talking between the three, for fantasy purposes, I'm looking at Jokic all day uh, against Portland. I'm paying the money. Uh, that Portland's known they don't play defense. They want to outscore you. Jokic has been on fire. He's got himself in shape after that slow start last year, and he has not slowed down. Last game, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, I'm looking at Jokic. I don't blame you. Uh, it's also worth noting, I forgot to mention this over there on Portland, Yusuf Nurkic normally destroys Jokic. So 
Uh, you know, even if a little bit of minutes, it wouldn't shock me to see him do some damage. You know, now that I'm looking at this matchup, I, it just rings in bells in my ears about all the times so that Nurkic has just came back to town and annihilated him. But uh, I'm with you. I think Jokic, you know, I'm not expecting him to shoot nine for 11 again and necessarily go out there and double double. Uh, you know, the stat line he put up was one that he could put up in, you know, 35 minutes. But we also know this guy's a monster when it comes to point per minute. So, uh, I don't mind that price tag whatsoever. 8,600 is probably what he deserves when you're talking about him versus LeBron and AD. Um, I'm, we'll get to their reasonings, but I probably prefer Jokic. So, uh, I don't mind him whatsoever. And I think if I had to go after him, it would be Porter Jr. over Jamal Murray for me. Uh, I'm just expecting big things from Porter Jr. this season, really expecting him to kind of step up in, into what he is. He's a, he's a future stud in this league. He's going to be a scoring menace. He's definitely not good on defense. So, uh, you know, it's always worth targeting some other guys. Derek Jones Jr., worth mentioning before, uh, going against him. So I'm, I'm with those two guys. Outside of that, you know, I'm not touching Gary Harris. I'm probably not, I'm not playing Paul Millsap. Uh, it's worth noting Will Barton is off of the injury report. So there's a decent chance we see him suit up. Even if that's the case, not playing him. This dude's barely played basketball over the past like six, seven months. Uh, so I'm all set there as well. The only other guy I maybe could get get behind might be a little bit of uh, a little Monte Morris or PJ Dozier action. Uh, Morris has signed that extension, so he's going to be there for a while. But PJ Dozier, uh, Malone mentioned that this guy looks like he's going to be the preseason camp, or the training camp MVP or the preseason preseason MVP of their team. Um, so I would expect at some point this guy gets some decent run and and he just chucks. But it might be in the in the later half of the preseason uh, as we see some of these starters sit. But you know that's, that's pretty much what I'm looking at. If I had to narrow it down, it's basically Jokic. Porter Jr., and if you want to take some real dark throws, look at a guy like P.J. Dozier. I'm with it. Uh, Jokic and Nurkic, they have that history. Um, they played together in Denver, so mm-hmm. I'm sure Nurkic uh, picked up on some of Jokic's moves, and when you say he's the, the Jokic stopper, uh, they'd be that'll be a fun one to watch. Oh yeah, it's just you know two uh, two chubby Europeans just smacking at each other. Uh, that's that's what practice must have been like, and pretty much why they let uh, Nurkic go is because Jokic just kind of stepped into his own, uh, and I'll beat him for that job. But uh, you know, both obviously excellent centers in this league. So we'll keep it moving for the fourth and final game of the night, guys. It's the LA Lakers going against the Phoenix Suns. So uh, for the Lakers, only thing we need to monitor is Alex Caruso, but it looks like he's going to be considered doubtful for the game. So. Uh, not likely to play. And then for Phoenix, uh, we got a couple of things we need to monitor. Jay Crowder, he was questionable last, uh, in that last one, uh, did not play in the preseason game. And then Dario Saric, Cam Johnson, um, both did not play. So we'll have to monitor that. Uh, odds are both likely not going to play. Um, no real reason for these guys to suit up if they're dealing with actual injuries, not just resting. So for the Lakers, uh, big news of the day. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, both are expected to suit up. Um, you know, we kind of heard Vogel come out and say that he's expected to play these guys for a half. And now, uh, you know, if we're getting them for a full half, I would feel great about playing them. Um, but, you know, there's 24 minutes and a half. These guys are going to rest. They're not going to play the full 24. So what I'm expecting is about 18 minutes. 17, 18 minutes for both LeBron and AD. Um, both those guys can easily, you know, produce the most raw points on the slate in that time. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but like I said, uh, you know, they're 96, $9,400 respectively. That's a lot for guys that may, you know, most likely won't play more than like 21, 20 minutes max. Like I said, I'm thinking 18. Um, so I, I'm, I'm probably going to shy away from them. Uh, I prefer Jokic over them. Like I said, if I wanted to spend up on one of those guys on this slate, and that's kind of the way I'm looking. 
Uh, and then we have the other guys, you know, Montrez Harrell. He's been, uh, you know, double and double and off the bench pretty much what it looks like with Davis back. Uh, it's a little harder to get behind him. Still expecting to play good minutes. Um, both those guys being back is probably going to take Kuzma off the block for me. Uh, you know, same thing with Wesley Matthews. It's just not a lot of usage playing next to LeBron and Davis. So not expecting a lot of shot attempts for him. It's, it's hard for me to get behind a lot of these guys right now. Um, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker, I've been riding them all, all preseason. He's 5,500 with these guys back. It's tougher to get behind them, but you know what? I, I, I'll still have him in a couple lineups because I just don't see this guy's, uh, his momentum slowing down. I expect him to continue shooting. You know, like I said, these guys are going to play the first half and the second half might just be a, a little bit of THT time. So, um, I'm okay with Taylor Horton Tucker if I had to pick one of these guys on this team and, you know, maybe a little Dennis Schroeder, but outside of that, even Schroeder at 7,100. Give me Shea over that. Give me Kobe White over that. Zach Levine for 300 more. Um, it's probably just going to be THT and, uh, in some minimal doses for me. How about yourself? Yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker. It's going to be, he's the preseason darling. It's going to be the THT show in the second half. Um, LeBron loves to see his guys eat. He wants that momentum to continue. He's also going to try and, I know he's been touting Kyle Kuzma. He took that beating uh, on Twitter and social media all uh, postseason in, in the bubble. So uh, LeBron is definitely hoping for Kyle Kuzma to step up. Um, he may be trying to get him some extra passes. He he has the potential uh, at the price point. Let's see, uh, 6300 He has the potential to uh, match, match that price point. I mean, give you the point per minute that you're looking for. Uh, um, between him and Tucker, one of those two, I'd say, is going to be a good play. I wouldn't necessarily want to play both of them. And uh, between James and Davis, I'm with you. Uh, uh, Jokic is a better price point if you're going to be paying 8600 uh to get the guaranteed full game minutes. I would take that uh, over a half of minutes between James and Davis. Uh, yeah. Shooter, 7100 Go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're necessarily getting a full game of uh, full minutes out of Jokic, but um, I would anticipate about you know twenty, twenty two, um, roughly around there. And it's, it's a little bit different compared to you know not all minutes are treated equally. I guess uh, you know LeBron sharing the court with AD is a little different than Jokic sharing the court with Murray. Um, Jokic is still going to basically have the offense funneled through him. So that, that, that's what I was getting. At. I didn't mean to cut you off. I think you were about to say something oh, about no. Schroeder. Yeah, I, I guess I should clarify. Yeah, I mean, Jokic won't get a full regular season minutes, but I'm having a little bit, you know, putting this in perspective from preseason to regular season. I'm always gunning regular season. My mind is regular season, but you got to remember this is po- uh, preseason. So, um, like you say, when I say full game, I did mean, like you say, 22, maybe 24 minutes for Jokic. Um Thanks for clarifying that. Um, with Marcus Saul, has has Marcus Saul been getting any run? I know, like like I said, being a Cleveland guy, LeBron likes he likes to see his guys get in rhythm and feel like they're part of the team. He likes getting the new guys involved. Uh, has there been any word out on Marcus Saul? Uh, I believe he, if I'm not mistaken, he got some run in that last game. Uh, obviously, with the veteran Marcus Saul, is you know he's not playing big minutes regardless, so. Um, you know, I, I, I can check real quick. It'll take me just a moment. Um, but I can't imagine it, it, it being more than 15, 16 minutes at most. I know Harrell still had a, a rock solid game off the bench. He was a guy that I was, uh, I was relatively high on that night. Uh, Gasol, oh no, he played 22 minutes. So 
Gasol played 22 minutes in that first one. That was his first preseason appearance was that last game. Okay. Uh, yeah, fairly decent say- game, just, uh, you know, six points, five assists, four boards. So, again, old school Marcus Gasol, a lot of facilitating going through him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate a lot of shot attempts. He only took four shot attempts. That's the thing. You're going to get low volume from him. Put I like to put in a little bit of the uh, the Kobe Bryant twist. I mean, you know, LeBron, the Lakers were playing for Kobe, and uh, Kobe loved Paul Gasol. LeBron is going to love Marc Gasol. Just like I said, knowing LeBron as a Cleveland guy, um, he's going to put that Kobe twist into there. He's going to love having Marc Gasol on his team. Um, that's just an interesting thing to see how it plays out into the regular season. I, I wonder – what kind of usage he'll get and what kind of price point he'll be. 5,900 is a little steep for Marcus All. Like you say, he's not going to get a lot of shot attempts. That's a little steep. I definitely would, uh, look towards Harold at 6,700. I, I like that better than Marcus All at 59. Yeah. And, and they might want to try to do a couple combinations with Harold and, and Davis to see what that looks like before the regular season actually, you know, starts. So, um, I'm okay with going back to Harold. 6,700. It's a little priced up. Uh, he's not necessarily the shiniest and best play on the slate. Um, you know, we do, like I said, I'm I'm definitely playing some Shea. I'm going to be playing some Chicago guys, a ton of the Knicks. So, you know, I can find some room for Harrell in there. I don't mind having him. Um, but that's that's kind of all I'm really looking at for this this Laker team. I'm not really willing to, you know, go chasing. Um, again, we could play Gasol, but now he's also sharing court time. In that last game, the 22 minutes he had was when Davis and LeBron were off the court. Uh, Davis might find himself at the five sometime, which spells Marcus All even more. So we, we, we do have to see how that works out. So I, uh, what a, what a knock you for playing Gasol. Just probably not somebody that I'll find myself on too yeah. much, but, uh, we'll slide over. Points a little, a little too high. A little too, yeah. Uh, 59 feels, like he should be more around like 48, 46 right. maybe for this preseason. But, uh, we'll look over to this Phoenix side of the ball. We saw Chris Paul make his, uh, his preseason debut in that last one. It looks like he played about 17 minutes. Uh, you know, Booker, Paul, eight, and all these guys, a little bit of, uh, you know, different tiers, I guess, as far as salary. Booker coming in at 85, uh, Chris Paul, 78, DeAndre, eight, and 69. Uh, do you see yourself playing any one of these guys over the other? Devin Booker's the man. I, uh, I, I want some Devin Booker. He wants to come out against the Lakers, keep that bubble momentum going. Uh, five of 14 last game. Pete gets another 14, uh, 14 shots and he gets hot. I could see him. Uh, I could see him balling out against the Lakers. So, when it comes to those guys, Booker's on my radar. Yep, and campaign. I forgot to mention this as well. He's off the injury report. He missed that last game. It looks like he should be ready to suit up in this one. Uh, so, you know, Carter, Javon Carter, a guy that we mentioned in that last podcast. Uh, he got the minutes. He got the minutes like we wanted. Played about twenty five, twenty six minutes. Uh, just shot like one for six. He couldn't get a shot to fall. Uh, still a guy I think that's in play, obviously, with Chris Paul expected to play, campaign expected to play. Uh, a little juice is sapped away, uh, but he's expected to play more of the shooting guard than the point guard, so don't be too scared off of campaign playing. Just uh, understand that you need the shot to fall. He's more of a GPP option. Um, the main guy for me that I'm looking at is probably going to be Bacal Bridges. Uh, if Cam Johnson, Dario Saric, uh, and Jay Crowder are all forced to sit, they're really not going to have too many people available on the wing for him. Uh, Mikael Bridges is just a defensive force. He can even spend some time at the four if he wants. Um, I, I have no problem looking at a guy like that. He's probably one of my favorite options on this team. And outside of him, uh, I, I wouldn't mind a little Chris Paul action, man, against his old buddy LeBron. You know, a little friendship rivalry here. 
Uh, both of them expected to suit yeah, up. So a banana boat. Yeah, a little a little banana boat boy. So those would probably be my two main options. And even with Chris Paul, again, seventy eight hundred. There's other guys I like that are much cheaper. So it's more of that narrative, you know, try to get the veteran ready a little bit more between the, you know, before the season. Uh, didn't play big minutes in that last one, so maybe they give him a little bit more of a veteran bump, give him 23, 24. If we can get 24 minutes out of Chris Paul, I would take that all day long at that price tag uh, for preseason, that is. Um, but it, it's a little harder to trust, but he's definitely an option. Uh, and with him, it's it's going to be McCall Bridges for me. And again, I'm hey, listen, Devin Booker is Devin Booker. Uh, you can't have me sit here and tell you, hey, don't play Devin Booker. I really don't mind it. He's an absolute stud, and this kid could just get hot any single time and just turn the lights out. So uh, I'm with you. I think he's also an excellent play as well. I referred. To, I actually referred his first preseason game. Not 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 having these box scores up. Uh, they still have the bubble box scores up. I got messed up right here. So looking at actually his last game, he was actually 11 of 17 and uh, had 27 points. So he he did get hot last game, and uh, he you know he when he's hot. He keeps it hot. He stays hot. He's a he's a microwave. Langston Galloway, um, he's he can put up some points at his price. Basically, a minimum option. I'm not gonna say I love him, but um, I mean, 14 points last game. You don't want to chase, uh, but I think it is something to note. Oh, we'll note it, and then uh, we'll do exactly what you said. We'll note not to chase it. Uh, I'm just uh, I, I I can't I can't get behind it. After he left the Knicks, man, that was the only time where uh, you know where I saw any use. And maybe a couple, couple, couple games on the Pistons too. Maybe just a couple of them, but um, I, I just can't, I can't back him, man. He's he's a uh, stuff, especially with uh, campaign coming back. Um, I would, I would be surprised if he gets, uh, right. you know, yeah. almost any run at this point. But we'll have to see. Uh, no, I completely agree. Campaign is a much stronger option than uh, Galloway. He should eat. He should eat those minutes up. I'm I'm with you on the campaign over Galloway taking uh in those circumstances. All right, brother. Well, I think that's it. Uh, that's in the books. Four games slate down. Uh, that was your first podcast over here at DFS today, man. So, uh, you know, I, I I hope you enjoyed yourself. It was good having you. It was great having you. I look forward to having all these shows with you. So, uh, before we go anywhere, though, guys, uh, go over to iTunes, go over to Podbean, iHeartRadio, you know, Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a nice review. Uh, subscribe. It all means the world to us. Uh, it allows us to kind of get better at what we're doing, keep all this stuff in front of the paywall for you guys, and uh, allow you guys to just continue to listen to this podcast. And uh, Bottom line, we just like to see the good comments, too. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel appreciated. Uh, all smiles over here. And then give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Keith, let the good people know where they can find you. At Cash Out Keith. And like you say, I look forward to working with you. Get some momentum going this preseason. I can't wait for the regular season to start, and I'm going to bring my A game for the regular season. I uh, had had to get caught up on some things here with the preseason, but uh, regular season, I'm ready to rock and roll with you. At Cash Out Keith, we'll get you some money. Let's cash out on the season. Let's go. That's it, brother. That's it. Uh, that's it from us over here, guys. And from everybody over at Hoopball, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, we will be back tomorrow with another wonderful show from everybody here at Hoopball. Thank you. Take care. Have a good night. Have a good morning. And let's, uh, let's crush some lineups. Let's crush some GPPs. Take down some of this preseason money, guys. Let's get it.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.